0: On this episode of the Leaving a Legacy podcast, Jeremy and I sit down in his barn, we talk a little bit about what we've been up to lately, we shoot my new bow at 100 yards, and we talk about some food plots. It's a great episode, so don't miss it. Hello and welcome to the Leaving a Legacy podcast. I'm Tyler Deaton. I'm Jeremy Dunkel. And we are Leaving a Legacy. We don't have Mr. Blaine Lotz with us today. He is auctioneering right now, so it's just Jeremy and I if you're watching you've noticed that we are not in our regular studio we've upgraded <laughs> if you want to call it that we're in jeremy's barn right now so we uh we decided today was a great day since the wind is howling at 30 miles per hour <clears throat> to sign in my new bow and uh so jeremy said hey just come on out and we will uh we'll shoot a podcast and Get your bow sided in. So that's what we're doing today, and uh, it's been a while <laughs> since we've had a podcast. I got my good buddy Nelly here with me. She's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna help me out with the podcast. Jeremy's dog. She's a good dog. She's a good I should girl. Should put her out. Yeah, no, she can just stay right here. So, uh, but we've we've been busy. Uh, all three of us has, have been busy. I know Blaine was off for about a week with all the the snow and the ice and the cold weather that came in all the auctioneering basically came to a halt. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't getting any cattle in.
1: There wasn't, you know, it just, with that much snow. Right. You can't, you know, you can't, uh, we couldn't get a trailer around. We couldn't get, uh, you couldn't do anything. I mean, it it's hard enough just to get your ponds, uh, the ice <laughs> broke, and just trying to keep them alive. Right. We weren't worried about selling them or anything. So, uh, like you said, I think, I think everybody just shut down for about a week and, uh
0: All the cows are supposed to be there a week ago or now being auctioned off. Right, so doubled up on some
1: sales probably. So, Blaine, uh, he'll probably – I don't know if he loses
0: his voice, that voice. uh, He's got the golden pipes. Oh, man. It's funny because we do a lot of talking on the podcast, and he's got the best voice out of all of us. Yeah, no, I mean, he (laughs) should be
1: in this seat. It's unfortunate that he he has to work so
0: much because I should not be – on here and blaine should be well we're gonna do our best to navigate through this but yeah, unfortunately you, for
1: you guys you have to listen to
0: me instead of blaine no you you've got a, a beautiful voice
1: jeremy beautiful i sing sometimes and momo says "Dada, please be quiet yeah <laughs> so let's be honest i mean out of the mouth of babes comes yeah. the truth
0: yeah well the kids will tell you the truth Yes. most of the time so you guys yeah. have been really really busy this past week so uh, give us a, a real quick recap of how Benton's show season went he first year showing pigs yep so we uh, we just uh, actually what is today
1: Tuesday so Benton this is his first show season so we uh on Thursday he showed his uh guilt which is a female. Um, pig and he showed in the hamp division and, uh, he, uh, actually did really well. We went to a show a couple months ago and it was his first one. And we didn't really know exactly what, I mean, I didn't show, I played a lot of sports and in, in school and stuff. So I, w- I didn't show my wife, Sierra, she showed a little bit, but, uh, Benton, he was just lost in that show ring, that first show a couple months ago. And I mean, he worked and worked and worked and, uh, he did so well on Thursday Um, got third overall his his uh guilt did got third overall in the in the ham class and uh then he showed in the showmanship um and as a first grader competing with kids all the way up to sixth grade um he got third in that also um and you know just what all that teaches you i mean the responsibility and the respect for others uh you know and there's a judge in that ring with you and, you know, you want to make eye contact, um, you know, it, just all of that, uh, it, that transfers into life. Right. Um, you know, and I just uh, when Sierra told me that we were going to get a pig and we were going to, or I say we,
0: <laughs> like
1: I'm out there showing, but let's be honest when your kids do something, your hearts out, you're, there. you're doing it too. Yeah, your hearts out there. Um, right? So, we were doing it um together um i knew it was going to cut into our hunting time uh mine and benton so i was a little bit uh hesitant uh but i couldn't be more proud of the way he finished it up and uh it, it saturday night was the sale um and man that pig uh sold great and got benton some money in uh his his savings account uh so yeah i mean our weekend was was packed full of Setting up, uh, for the livestock show and uh, tearing down and selling pigs and uh, just so just a
0: full weekend right there. Yeah, no, it was
1: fun though. We had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember back when I was Benton's age and showing, and it was, it was, it was really fun. I mean, I I look back at those weekends and you know, mom and dad pride yelling and and you know just at the moment it things were stressful uh but it taught me a lot it really did i mean there's a lot of carryover um you know with showing and like you said making eye contact shaking hands looking a person in the eye and saying thank you you know i mean that that right there's big uh especially you know nowadays but uh so you guys have been busy all right we've you guys We've been equally swamped uh, with Landry. Uh, Landry's basketball season. Um, it is coming to an end this week one way or another. So he's reached the Final Four in his – or the equivalent to the Final Four in his league. Um, all the teams from the east side of the state are put into the, put into the bracket, and they've made their way all the way to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And they play Thursday night. If they win the first game, they turn back around. And play again on Thursday night for the championship. So, right.
1: And I've got to watch them play a couple times. And like you said, it's not, you know, there's, if any of them were on another team, I think they'd be a superstar. You know, they'd stand out, but there's, there's such a great team. Um,
0: yeah. They, they, so the core of this team has been together for a while. Um, and we've brought a couple kids in um, as we start to work our way up into the more competitive stuff. Uh, you know, the kids that no longer really want to play, they start to focus on other things and so we've brought a couple kids in, but man, like you said, I don't know too many fifth graders that are that selfless of a ball player. Oh. you know they if one kid's hot this game, you know, we're trying to get the ball to him, trying to get the ball to him right. and and uh, like Landry on uh, Monday night, or maybe his last Thursday night is the first round. Uh, he was really hot. I mean, he was hitting threes. I think he ended up with four threes. I think eighteen points total. Um, but then the next the next round, you know, he was close. They weren't falling. Yeah. And instead of panicking and still shooting, you know, he's trusting his other teammates. And right. if one kid's hot, you've got a chance. If if you got two, you're probably going to win the ball game. If you got three kids that are making baskets consistently. Yeah watch out we're you know they're gonna shut the scoreboard off Mm -hmm. and so they uh they've done really really well proud of them i mean just like benton's growing up right in front of your eyes in the show ring landry's doing the same on the ball court and um it's fun to kind of see them under a little bit of pressure and see how they handle it right and it's you know win or lose just like with benton showing there's a lesson to be learned and you know you hope obviously that they win you know as a parent you want to be selfish and say i want them to win right but uh just to make it this far against some of the the big big schools we're talking jinx union broken arrow all those tulsa schools Mm -hmm. they're going toe-to-toe with them and and uh you know beating them so uh but yeah as soon as basketball season's over we're gonna roll right into baseball and turkey season and we're gonna attempt to get out there as much as possible and he has yet to shoot a bird right well he's shot bird well he's peppered birds he's yet to he drew feathers last year right yeah he has so but we've had some unfortunate hunts some situations with him so we had a couple years ago we had birds coming in and uh had a dog come running through and spooked the birds don't ask me how that happened and then last year you saw the video because i sent it to you i don't think anybody's ever seen that video and probably no one ever will but we're sitting on public land i roosted some birds the night before and told lander said hey we got three birds they're ours let's go get them right and someone decided that they were gonna run across this field (laughs) I couldn't tell if they were yelping or gobbling or it was a hybrid call or something. I don't know. But, uh, so the birds spooked, the hunt was over. He was frustrated at that, but I told him, I said, listen, that's just as much his property as yours, you know, with public land. That's, that's I, a game you play. <laughs> I don't want to say I. that's the beauty of it. Cause it was not beautiful. <laughs> um, but, uh, as a dad, you know, you're like, Oh man, I, you know, I really want to give, this guy a piece of my mind. Every successful hunt starts with a detailed game plan, and your finances are no different. Whether it's your taxes, your retirement, or your investments, our friends at Perspective Advisors are here to help you come up with your own detailed game plan. Stop by the office today, or give them a call. Um, but. Anyway, there's been a lot going on since we last talked. And yeah. one of the highlights, I got my new bow. Yeah. And we got it sighted in today in this amazing weather that we're having. Temperature's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. If you can get a bow sighted in today, <laughs> you have no excuses
0: when it comes. I have zero excuses. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're battling the wind. We had the doors Uh, the barn doors originally open and uh, had to close those off just because it was like a wind tunnel in here so but uh, anyway the new
1: bow though I mean that thing
0: yeah it's just
1: it looks like a piece of art first of all and and the way it shoots and I've got just the bow is just a couple years older and I mean, it's just, and I mean, it's an upgrade every year. I think just uh, you know minor, minor upgrades, but uh, this thing is just so nice, and and maybe it's just I'm always shooting my bow, so it just sounds different, right? Um, but man, when that when that arrow flies, it just.
0: Well, and what's what's crazy to me is between the bow and the sight. I mean, we went from sighting it in to i mean we were shooting at 100 yards just yeah. just to see if we could do it and i mean hitting target in a matter of half hour yeah to, i mean i mean from
1: not being sighted in at all to and let's be 100 honest 100 yards
0: <laughs> if someone else if a better shooter was sighted in it would have been a lot less but mm. i went from a, a bow tech that was really really light to i mean this this feels like holding the holding a brick just because it's a you know it's a longer bow it's heavier, the side's heavier. Uh, it's yeah. still not heavy
1: yeah you just had a plastic side on your old bowtech, right um right you went to a 32 inch bow where i think you had a 27 or 28 inch bow uh now you've got a stabilizer you've got a quiver you've got or i think you had a quiver but uh yeah so after and 20 shots or so right you know <laughs> i'm like, sitting
0: there shaking uh you know i've it, it was tough. It really was, but I fought through it. <laughs> act yeah. like it's, I act like it's really tough. It's, it's really not. I'm being a baby about it, but, uh, we got it sighted in and we're going to use it this turkey season. That's, that's one of my goals this year. As far as setting goals for spring season is I'd love to get one with my bow. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. So, but, um, uh, yeah, we've, We've got it sighted in and ready to go, and uh, now we just gotta gotta go out in the woods and make it happen. So yeah, and I think
1: we had a couple opportunities last year that we could have could have made it happen if we're did we take a bow once last year? I don't I don't know if we
0: did. No, I th- when we were together. I think it was one of those. I took my bow when
1: during youth season. It was youth in Kansas. Archery. In archery. Yeah. And I took my bow. Um, Yeah. That was when we had the three big toms. uh, Right. On the wheat field and just outside of Benton's Benton's range.
0: Right. Yeah, that was an exciting morning. That was like the first morning, first time I was using my camera, my new camera and stuff like that, and it was just. Oh, and
1: we knew. I mean, I knew exactly where these birds were roosting. I knew exactly where they were (laughs) going to be at
0: 6.06 a.m. Right. And it, 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 and you didn't have anybody running across the wheat field no, trying I to, I knew no like one idea. was going to be in there.
1: And these birds worked and come right up the hill just like we knew they were going to and hung up at what 55, 60 yards. Yeah. And he's shooting that 20 gauge. And I just, I could have said shoot, but I thought, I'll be honest, I thought we could get them 10 yards closer. And I think what, what did it is my calling. I just I think I should have shut well, up and, and and not said anything else and
0: the problem there was, was a couple hens right the hens is
1: their hens were twenty yards
0: right they they came to the decoys yeah and the the toms so we had we had three long beards and then multiple jakes I think three jakes
1: yeah yeah oh was, yeah the jakes were in there too yeah I forgot so about they that.
0: came in after the fact yeah. um and so. You know, you got Tom sitting there strutting right at first light, I mean, gobbling their heads off. Oh, my it was gosh. just, it was a dream scenario. Oh yeah, it was. It was perfect. Other than we didn't get the shot, but right, yeah, you had them out there strutting and gobbling, and then the jakes come in, and then you know they're worried about the jakes, but also the hens, and so there was a lot going on, and we're all three just sitting there, just waiting, hoping, come on, a little closer, yeah, a little closer, and it just didn't happen, but uh benton still was able to tag out later yeah. in the season and a couple of
1: weeks later. I mean, we had a turkey on that season. wheat field, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you and I both tagged out. That's probably my favorite food plot. <laughs> and it's speaking not even of, all my Speaking
1: <laughs> of turkey season, you just got a a little present the other day. What's that? Your turkey.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe like new decoys or something oh. but like maybe mine. I, I maybe get 'em get them for you yeah maybe kendra was holding yeah. out on me or something yes so my bird that i got in kansas first first ever bird in kansas uh and
1: you didn't get it mounted because it was your first ever bird this was a
0: this was a mounter a trophy I mean, bird <laughs> yeah yeah so uh i think inch and a half spurs uh Ten inch beard. Uh, we'll throw some pictures up right here. Yeah, but I mean, it's totally... and and Brian at Sporting Life there in Edna, Kansas, taxidermy. I mean, oh, my gosh, mm. it is it's beautiful. I I mean it, it's it's a perfect mount. I couldn't find anything wrong with it. And uh, I posted it on on Facebook, and it kind of made the rounds in the different hunting and fishing groups. And
1: yeah, I mean people. Yeah, we're in awe of it. I mean, it's
0: just—I
1: mean, the bird itself was just beautiful, and then Brian just did it justice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he was a, an absolutely amazing turkey, um, and he just looks great in in the
0: office. Yeah, that and the uh, the new screen. <laughs> that yeah, I got. yeah. Tyler, Man, you've got. I'm just. I'm. I i'm doing something right i guess <laughs> daggum, I... yeah so i had a new computer built I, i've got a buddy uh he's a old fraternity brother and and listen i have no idea for an editor for being an editor i have no idea you know like <laughs> i want something fast right. you know and and so he's like giving me all these specs and what's it what it's going to cost and to have one built versus buying a pre-built one It's number one, you're getting a lot faster, and number two, it's not nearly as expensive. So, the money that I was able to save, um, I used to to get a new monitor. It's a 38 inch curved monitor, it is like sitting front row at the movie theater (laughs) when you're sitting in there. Uh, But, uh, so I'm looking forward to, to editing some of our films. I'm wrapping Benton's up as we speak. I mean, we did some, some voiceover work. I got to do some color grading and stuff like that, but you guys will be able to watch Benton's pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. It's, a. I know I haven't seen it all
1: put together, but I mean, I've watched the episode minus the voiceovers or the monologues and, uh, the color grading and just brings a tear to my eye every time I watch it. Um, just thinking back to where he started as as a, i mean the little squishy faced uh three or four year old laying in the tree stand falling asleep and you know i got i kill a doe the first time he ever went with me with my bow and then i mean that right there hooked him and the next year he killed a deer um at four years old i mean right it's, it's just and then now I mean, he's he's a hunter. It's not right. You, you're not taking him hunting. I mean, he's a, he's a he's there
0: to sh- he's there to hunt. Yeah, like, yeah. He's not yeah, and he's, not, out, he's and not there snags. to kill. And right.
1: you know what I mean? I mean, it's it's different. Uh, I have friends that if we don't kill something, we're upset, right? Or something like that. Benton, he truly loves being in the woods, um, and it's not about the kill every time we go out. Obviously, that's what we're here for. I mean, right? You know. I heard something. This is a blood
0: sport, and right. I mean, we're here. This is what we're doing it for. But, well, and and like what you're talking about right here, that's what makes the episode so special. Is because the opening scene. I'm not going to ruin it or spoil it or anything, yeah. but that opening scene. That's what it's all about right there. Is right. you guys. You know, it's you're asking him all these questions, almost kind of like quizzing him on or asking him why he really wants to go is it because right. this or that and he you know i mean he flat out says i'm with you i get to spend time with you right. and as a dad you know gosh that's right. that's you know you get a tear in your eye i get a tear in my eye every time i sit there and yeah and edit it it's
1: no, i mean i've like i said i've watched it 20 times because to do these voiceovers right you know you have to kind of watch it and tell where you want it. Right, what said. Every time I watch it, you know, I'll just go ahead and fast-forward it. Again? <laughs> right. i got like, to do this again? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just – to hear him say that and, you know, watch the episode. I mean, yeah, even if you don't watch the whole thing, watch the first two minutes just to hear.
0: Well, if you watch the first two minutes, you're right. hooked. No, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's – yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But no. But uh, – so we touched a little bit about the food plot. And, uh, all of us killing turkeys on it and stuff like that. And that food plot's pretty special to you. It's you and your pops have been planting it for years and years and yeah. we're coming up with food, coming up on food plot season. And, um, so we'll have our own episode. Um, once we start planting, you know, what we plant, why we plant it and stuff like that. But, right. um, I wanted to get to our scent thief question of the day. And it is from JD Nalder. And he wants to know uh, when we start planting food plots and what food plot is best for early season versus late season. Mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah. So I'm kind of a one trick pony when it comes to food plots. You know, I, from the old school with my pops, we've done the same thing every year excuse me for 30 years now we plant the same wheat fields the same spots every year and it's never any question we're gonna do that um you know we might have to put some lime on them or something but so we you know the first uh september or so we'll go in and we'll disc the field up and we'll plant winter winter wheat and we might throw in some something different you know some uh some turnips or something like that in it, but every year we plant the same thing right because a lot of times because we have cattle um on our place during the summer um we do we usually do a three month they'll run they'll run their cattle for ninety to 100, 120 days and then they pull them out so it's hard for me to plant like you do um so for me, I usually t- plant them plant a wheat field um september i've even planted them as late as october um just because i'm always late um when it comes to that um but you i mean you you plant everything um and that's what sometimes i
0: I, I plant too many things right (laughs) uh i I, first off first off i want to say i'm i'm not a expert at food plots Um, compared to me you are well i think a lot of people can learn from me yeah on what not to do like all my mistakes and say oh i don't want to do that but uh i'm the same way with you as far as you've got your winter wheat winter wheat you've got your winter rye not rye grass Mm -hmm. but winter rye uh and then you've got oats i always plant those three it's it's not sexy in the food plot world but that's workhorse right. stuff. I mean, that and like winter because yeah, we'll be hunting over my winter wheat this for, spring for turkeys. Yeah, for turkeys right. that I
1: planted in September.
0: Right. Yeah. So, in like winter rye, you can plant that all the way down to like thirty-four degrees, something like right. that. So, if you have a food plot failure, you can get some winter winter rye and and get it out and and save that food plot. Right. Um. So, but I usually. Uh, Do a little bit of frost seeding I didn't do any frost seeding this year I was going to and we had all that snow But just getting back to my plots There was no way without Just tearing everything up And I wasn't going to do that So, But uh, you know you've got your clovers uh, Mm -hmm. That you could do spring or fall I love uh, doing those in the fall Just because they kind of grow Their their root system first Before they really pop on the outside Mm -hmm. And uh, so then come spring That's always the first thing to green up i mean you'll see clover you'll probably go out to you know your front yard and you can see little patches of clover popping up right now Mm -hmm. versus you know everything else that's still kind of dormant but my goal when it comes to actually hunting over food is i want green and grains if possible and so you know your greens it could be your um your wheat your rye your oats um that's green coming up that's also grain once it you know once it matures but and then uh you know you got turnips you can do all different kinds of stuff and then you've got your soybeans so you can put it in during the summer they can eat on all the vegetation the the leaves Mm -hmm. get all that protein out of there once the beans dry down they'll come back to them late season right so um But it's a lot of fun to hunt over food. It's not like what you see on a lot of the hunting TV shows. A lot of those deer are not nearly as pressured. You're not going to see a ton of deer just, you know, out in the middle of the food plot all the time. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But I, I like to hunt over food, but at the same time, those travel corridors, the staging areas right before the food plot, you know, 50 to 100 yards off. That right there. If you can if you can have a big field of food and then 50, 75, even 100 yards off into the timber, maybe like a little micro plot. I know a lot of guys, uh, they call them poor man plots just because mm-hmm. you don't use a lot of heavy equipment. You know, right. you're, you're basically just making a, a little bitty plot, and right. that's kind of a staging area where they mm-hmm. can stay. But we'll we'll get into all of that, you know, the food plot stuff. So tell us
1: just real quick, what is frost seeding?
0: So frost seeding is about right now. I guess you could technically still do it, but so frost seeding happens when you've got below freezing temperatures at night and then it warms up during the day. So Mm -hmm. you've seen soil early morning, like when you go out pheasant hunting, when you step on that soil, it's, it's hard. It's kind of cracked dry. Mm -hmm. So the seed gets into those cracks and then when it warms up, the soil expands, right. you know, it softens up, and it pulls that seed down. And you're basically letting Mother Nature take over. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the hard seed on the ground. And it only really works with uh, clover, alfalfa. You could do brassicas, so you could do turnips, stuff like that, but those will mature way too early. But right. like your soft seed, like soybeans, corn, you couldn't do it. It would sit there and rot. But uh, it's a great way to plant, especially uh, if you want – if you're wanting to establish a first-year plot, because mm-hmm. that's that'll sit there and germinate a lot sooner than everything else comes out of dormancy. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I think yep. I think you hear that term a lot, but frost seeding. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a lot a hot of people topic. don't know what it is. Right. And there's there's a lot of resources on YouTube. Uh, Grant Woods does a lot of frost seeding. Uh, here's uh, recently at Growing Deer TV, and of course he can explain it a lot better than I can. But essentially. Uh, below freezing temperatures at night, oh. warmer temperatures during the day. So late February, early March for most of us, you know, you'll still get. I know it feels like spring out there right now, but right. we're still going to get yeah. you know we'll some cold there. nights. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but it's a great way, and like I said, you're not burning a ton of fuel, turning over soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically just spread it yep. and and let All mother nature spreader.
1: Yeah, you don't have to have tractor, yep, disc, anything right. like that
0: yeah so it's a great way to to get food plots started and and if you uh if you guys have any questions if we can't answer it we can send you information that can't answer it or at least point you in the right direction but um everybody kind of has their own way of how to do food plots and there's no wrong way if you're getting the seed touching the soil you know they always say seed to soil contact um that's always the most important thing and um as long as you're doing that you've got you got to have a little bit of moisture obviously yeah. and uh, the seed to soil contact and you'll get something to grow so there's uh there's many many different ways i know you guys disc every every mm-hmm. year and i try not to disc uh and right wrong and different <laughs> uh you know it's just different ways there's many different ways to skin a cat so never tried that Skinning a cat? Yeah. I've done it once. Have you? Not a live cat, but oh. a, bo- a bobcat gotcha. that we trap. Yeah. You got <laughs> a cat
1: cat in here somewhere. Yeah. That The kids can pet, but I can't.
0: I, I think I still skin that bobcat wrong. <laughs> There's many ways to
1: skin it, and I found the wrong way to do it. I did that one time, too. Yeah. It hung in my bedroom for a while. It didn't tan tan <laughs> Right. I used antifreeze and it just didn't, it just didn't, mine didn't work as well as the taxidermist. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for this show. We appreciate everybody for listening in. We appreciate Scent Thief right here for uh, having our question of the day each and every podcast episode. If you guys haven't tried Scent Thief yet, it really is a game changer. When it comes to hunting in the wind, if if Scent Thief could make my arrow fly straighter in this wind, I'd spray Scent Thief on it. Maybe Might be we'll, worth a try. <laughs> let's go do it. Let's <laughs> go do it. We appreciate everybody listening. Thank you. Thanks, guys.